The following program is listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. Today we're going to continue our study in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4. And if you'd like to hear all of the messages in this series, you can go to our website at considerhisword.org. Again, considerhisword.org. And there you can hear all of the programs in this series. Now, while you're there, click on the link also that says contact us. We would love to hear from you. And from that link, you can send to us a note, give us your address, and tell us where you're hearing the broadcast today. And we'll send you one of our little prayer journals. Now, these are absolutely free. These little prayer journals are just little notebooks that fit into a shirt pocket, into a purse, or into a Bible case, where you can keep track of your own prayer requests. Or when somebody says, pray for me, you can write down that prayer request. Just take out your book and write it down right then. I take mine with me to church on Wednesday night, and as the prayer requests are given, I make note of them, and I'm able to pray for them all week long. And so if you'll jot that note down, again, at the link, contact us, then we would love to send that to you. Now, you can also write to me at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com, or as many do, simply write to us. Now, before I give you the address, I want to tell you about something else real quick number of years ago, I wrote a book also called Consider His Word. It is a daily devotional. There's a plan there for reading the Bible through in a year. There is a verse for every day, and there is a devotional for every day. Now, the devotionals are short. They're less than a page long, because there's also room to write some of your own thoughts and some of your own prayer requests and things you are grateful for and want to praise the Lord for. So it's a little bit of a journal as well. Now, for the next couple months, we are offering these for $25, postage paid. And again, you can write to us uh, from the previous addresses, or if you'd like to send a check uh, for $25 to help support this program, we'll send you the book. Now, our mailing address is Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We give that to you again. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. Now let's get to Philippians chapter 4. Now, we've been looking at this for the last couple of weeks, and I want to skip a little bit. We started reading in verse 6, but I want to jump down to verse 9 and 10, and then I want to jump down to a couple of the verses later in the chapter. So Philippians 4, beginning at verse 9, Paul, continuing to write to the church at Philippi, said, 
These things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. When you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. I'm going to drop down to verse 15. Now, ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, you say it once and again unto my necessity. Now, we've been talking about the blessings for the believer. And I believe chapter 4, Philippians 4, is such a great chapter in the Bible. So many things here. But what we've been looking at are blessings for the believer. Now, we started a couple weeks ago with the first blessing, and that was prayer back in verse 6, 6 and 7, actually, the privilege of prayer. And then we talked about the peace of God in verse 7. He said, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then last week, we looked at the presence of God in verse 9. At the end of the verse, he said, and the, and the God of peace shall be with you. And then we also looked at a few other things. I wanted to mention before we go on today about what Paul said in the first part of verse 9. For he said, these things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. He was encouraging them to be obedient to the word of God and to be obedient to the word that he was giving out. He said, the things you've heard from me, the things you've learned from me and received from me, he said, do them. Now, what were the things Paul was telling them? I think Paul was telling them the things that he had learned from the other apostles, and was passing on from when Jesus said that we should, he said, to teach them to everyone. Let me read, quote the whole verse. It's easier for me to do that. This is from Matthew 28, 19 and 20, when Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Here it is. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. By the way, there's the presence of God again. So the things that Jesus had taught, that he had learned from the other apostles, maybe even from Jesus himself, he said to teach them. So Paul is now telling the church, the things you're hearing from me, do them. You know, it's one thing to hear them, but he was encouraging, to, to encouraging them to do them. Now, the next privilege, I believe, of a believer that we see here is the pleasure of giving. Now, Paul had come through here before and apparently had had need, and they were not able to give. In verse 10, he said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me is flourished again, wherewith you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. So in the past, they had lacked opportunity, but now Paul was praising them because they had given to him. They had, as we say it today, sent him support. As Paul traveled through the country to the churches, there was a great need at Jerusalem, and Paul was collecting money for that, as well as for his own ministry. And he mentions now down in verse 15, 
He said, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Now notice, it was, he said, for my necessity. Much like churches do today, they were sending him support. Now, we know that Paul was a tent maker and he made some money by making tents. But now we see these two churches helping him out. And the blessing here is the blessing in giving. We are blessed to help others. And I know that you give to your church, and that's important. But also, what have you done for the poor? What have you done for those maybe around you? When you hear of somebody with a need, have you gone to help them? Or like James said, did you just say, well, God bless you. I hope you're filled. Uh, go out and, and bless someone, and it will be a blessing to you. Now, they wanted to support him at, at first and, and in the past, but, but they were unable. And it's a privilege to give. I, I'm thankful that our church here, our little church here on the reservation, supports 14 missionaries all around the world. Some of them are on reservations. We actually made it a goal a number of years ago to have a missionary on every continent. And as much as we can, we've been able to do that. I hope you have a missionary program in your church where you can give to missions and give to missionaries and bless them. I believe God blesses the church that blesses his missionaries. Even more than that, that God blesses the individual that blesses missionaries and is able to give to them. So there's a blessing for the believer in giving. There's another blessing here that I want to mention, and then it's the blessing of a place of, of contentment. Verse 11, he said, Not that I speak of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. And everywhere... And in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. There is a blessing in learning how to be content, a blessing in contentment. And you know, whether you're rich, whether you have lots of money and have a great income, praise God for it and be content with such things as you have. As uh, was mentioned in Hebrews 13, 5. You know, it's also... Uh, possible to be content, even though you may not have a great income. Because you see, God's going to supply your needs. And we're going to talk about that next week as we have time. Paul had experienced both when he says, I, I know what it is to be a base. He knew what it was to have nothing, to travel with just a coat on his back. And he said, I know what it's like to abound, to ha have uh, to have everything, to have everything he needed. And there is a blessing to be content with what God has given you and by how God has blessed you. Now, here's what I was mentioning earlier. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now, when he says, let your conversation be without covetousness. Let me explain that phrase. Let your conversation, conversation means the way that you live, your manner of life, 
let your life, let the way that you live be without covetousness. Now, we know that coveting is a violation of God's law. That's sin against God. What does it mean to covet? It means to want what somebody else has. You see somebody driving by in a brown, brand new car, and you say, boy, I wish I had that car. Now, that's covetousness. Now, you know, to say, I wish I had a car similar to that, you know, that's something you can take up with the Lord. But to want His, that's wrong. Now, the Scripture mentions more specifically early on in the law that it applied to a man's wife. Boy, I wish I had his wife. I wish I had his girlfriend or her boyfriend or whatever the case may be. But see, now Paul is saying here, let your life, let the way that you live be without wanting what everybody else has. I'll tell you, that's a big part of our life today, isn't it? A big part of our culture is to want what everybody has. You realize that that's what's behind all the looting that we see. They want what is in that store. And so they go in and steal it. Paul said, be content with such things as you have. Now, I know it can be hard. I know it can be hard to be content. We always want something. But there's a blessing in knowing that God is going to provide what we need and that we can be content with such things as we have. Personally, when I see something I want, this verse comes to my mind. Be content with such things as you have. When I want that new rod <laughs> to go fishing, I have to remind myself, be content with such things as you have. Well, our time is gone. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider his word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener supported through Consider His Word Ministries.